ladies and gentlemen. This podcast, Film Jerks, is truly one of the most spoiler-filled film podcasts ever recorded. It contains ridiculous opinions, which under no circumstances should be listened to by anyone that has a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset by film spoilers. We urgently recommend that if you are such a person, or parent of a young and impressionable child now listening, that you skip to the end of the podcast for our ratings and live your lives free of disagreeing with overtly opinionated people. You'll live longer. Film Jerks is a group where we, as a community, pick a film to watch, then discuss like little old ladies in a book club. Only our films have decapitations and nude slumber party pillow fights. If you wish to become part of the conversation and become a film jerk, go to the Facebook group and join. Film Jerks can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. I'm going to be a total jerk then, unfortunately. <laughs> you are going to have to fight me. You're going to beat me down. I, think. I mean, I'm going to walk down the aisle to the song. I mean, shit, if I ever get married, there's going to be some kumite. <laughs> it's kumite in a way. Wow. Remember, Paul, next time you might have to fight me. I, that's and, fine. And it's been three whole months since she's killed her a man. So Apparently, yeah. You just remember that. <laughs> I'm okay with dying. I will. I will die for my art. <laughs> I will die for your, or you will die for your art. That's, I was going to say I will die for your art too, Paul. But no, I'm not actually. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I actually don't know how to start the show anymore because I haven't done it in such a long time. Uh, but uh, I'd like to welcome all of our film jerks audience. To our Van Dam, we're back episode of Film Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> because, man, it has been a while since we had done a recording. Uh, I have with me a full panel of wonderful jerks. I have uh, the Nightkeep jerk, Daniel. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I, I'm, I'm enjoying the pandemic as best as I can. Uh, with him is the karate jerk, Carrie. How are you? I am doing well, and I just want you guys to know that anytime, anyplace, anywhere, if you ever need me, I'll be there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was great. Uh, and with the karate jerk is our lipstick jerk, Angelique. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm very fantastic. I, I love getting together and talking about films with you guys. So this is a very special treat for me to be able to do this again. Yeah, uh, I'm all limbered up. <laughs> uh, and then we have also with us the King Jerk himself, Vaughn. How are you? Good. I mean, I, I got a head wound, but I have a skull like rock, so I'm fine, you know? <laughs> That's been uh, smashing bricks with uh, with your head there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, of course, am the bow tie jerk. Uh, and uh, with us all together, we are the film jerks. Uh, we like to welcome you to the film jerk show, the show where we look at movies like little old ladies in a book club, 
Only our films have full contact martial arts and gratuitous split scenes. <laughs> and naked rear ends. And naked oh, yes. God. God <laughs> let's let's actually start with that because I was going to talk about this. I don't remember that scene ever, so that means I've been watching the televised te- the television version. What, mm-hmm. Do you guys remember that scene, or what things were different when you watched it this time around? I remember it acutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's Van Dam. There's an obligatory Van Dam butt shot in just about every film. So, I mean, <laughs> if you if you didn't remember it in this film, you could conceivably be remembering it in any other big budget film he was in, because mm-hmm. technically, you are always going to get a Van Dam cheek. At some point in every film he's in, especially when he was the top billed actor. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's mm. so young in this film, though. <laughs> yeah, squeaky, squeaky clean. It's just, it's, it's kind of amazing to see how much a life would kick his ass and make him from such a beautiful young boy to well, the road tar, uh, put up wet type of look that he has nowadays. Shit. No, no kidding. Damn. Uh, is this the first Van Damme uh, movie that you've guys seen? I think I saw Kickboxer first, actually. Oh, okay. I'd have to agree with Vaughn. My first was Kickboxer, and then this is my second. Okay. My, my first one was Cyborg. Ah, see, that's mine as well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's kind of like your first. You know, it's always your favorite. This Cyborg is my favorite Van Damme. But Bloodsport, it was – I can't remember the order. Cyborg was first, and it was either Bloodsport or Kickboxer. I can't quite remember which one – came next after Cyborg, but it was one of those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how about you, Angelique? This is my first. This is your first. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go around our, our table and we're going to ask everybody what was their first impression upon seeing this film for the first time and has it changed since they've seen it since? Uh, we're going to start out with uh, Daniel. How are you? <laughs> I backed all the way to the beginning of the episode. No, it happens. Uh, yes. <laughs> no. Uh, what do you think? What was your f- uh, first impression of this film when you first saw it, and has it changed since? Oh God! I mean, as a kid, dude, it's a Van Damme flick. We're kicking butt. I love this movie. There's just there is a this movie is one of those that there is a reason we have tropes and we have tropes and archetype in film because it's happened so many times and it gets repeated over and over. This is the reason we have that. This is one of those first tournament, you know, pit fighting kind of movies with just, you have the different cast of fighters. This is a better Mortal Kombat movie than Mortal Kombat. And I mean, my impression as a little kid is just, you know, I freaking loved it. It was so cool seeing all the different fighters kicking ass. And the Chong Lee was like stacked, deck, and huge and terrifying. And then Van Damme doing all the martial arts stuff. It was great. And my opinion hasn't changed. <laughs> In fact, I, it's actually endearing now. Things that I used to laugh at or just think was ridiculous now. It's like, well, yeah, it's ridiculous, but I love it even more. <laughs> I have always loved martial arts growing up, um, watching Karate Kid, and then now, since I've been in karate myself in the martial arts for almost 25 years, um, I have more respect, I guess, for the movie and for martial artists. Okay, so um, 
would 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 you classify this as one of all the uh, karate films that you've watched growing up, or is there something special about this film that makes it stand out? I think what makes it stand out more is just um, the art of martial arts and oh. showing how you know it's not just kicking butt. I mean, there's a lot of work to being a martial artist. I mean, mm -hmm. the training that he endured and, you know, just trying to get more flexible so his kicks are higher. <laughs> I mean, I have more respect for that where when I was a kid, I didn't notice that as much as I do now being a martial artist. Oh, fantastic. Uh, how about you, Angelique? I, uh, <laughs> this is a perfect movie. <laughs> just there, there is not a thing that I would change about it, and it's like a fine wine. It just gets better and better every time. Wow! High <laughs> praise, high praise indeed, <laughs> Vaughn. Well, um, I don't know about a fine wine. Maybe a nice port, but I'm not <laughs> a fine wine. Um, I don't know. When I was a kid, to see in this film. It kind of was like, oh, this is great. This is real fun. As I've gotten older and like looked into the history of the guy that Van Damme plays and how much of a bullshit artist he was, um, it just makes you even go like, oh, this is just a fun, like crazy, like what if Bruce Lee was still alive and we just continued making, you know, Enter the Dragon over and over again. Um, <laughs> Frank or, Dukes is an American hero, sir. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, oh, my God. God. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what like like this this film comes from the idea of you know enter the dragon and the whole kind of let's get into a, into an underground tournament um we have the best friend who meet he, you know, the only white guy the only other white guy in the place played by donald gibbs which at first all this was like holy shit ogre you know yeah and, and it's like you watch this and like he's yeah he's a one-bit character but I don't know why he never went on to doing just kind of being a brute strongman, like a Paul L. Smith type of character in movies. He continued to play comical roles. Um, but like John Claude is just, you know, the one thing that always makes me fun, makes me laugh about the film is that they try to push him as an American. When you straight up know, yes, he's a beautiful white dude, but he is straight up like those small scenes where they have him talking. It's just like, okay, this guy's got an accent. There's no way in hell. It's like, yeah. maybe, maybe he's French-Canadian, but it's like, uh, no, he's not that either. So you'll figure it out soon in a couple, in a couple years. That's kind of why they put in that little back backstory where, where his father came to the America to, to, have, uh, to make a winery. <laughs> that was clever. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a yeah. clever one there. That, I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, we have to explain his accent somehow. Yeah. Oh, uh, but but the kid, the the kid that they had for him, I I thought had the wrong nose for Van Damme. So it's like, the the guy entered puberty and his nose shrunk somehow. He had to grow into a nose, okay? Okay, that's how it is. And he, and he only grew about two inches taller than he was as a little kid. So oh, that's it's not about the height. It's about the strength of your gym mug. It's about exactly. the motion of the spin kicks. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Never underestimate a short person in martial arts. <laughs> there you go. But, like, I rewatched this this morning, right? And it's a nice Sunday film. You know, nothing's going on. You can just put it on the TV and just edge out and enjoy it because it's shot well. 
you know, all the fight sequences, even though there are a lot of montages in the film, mm-hmm. they're mostly montage fight scenes, fights like fight one, fight two, fight three, fight four. And it's just like, oh, I can watch this all day. Yeah, sure. Let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> this movie did typify and like really glamorize the fight montage like Vaughn mentioned. Like again about the tropes and staples that we have in every fighting movie since this movie is because of this movie. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And so that's where I actually stand on this film. When I first watched it young um when I was a youngster, uh I I loved this movie because it was it was something that was new and exciting to me. I hadn't seen anything like it before. Uh, but as I got older, it's like I've seen a lot more fight scenes and a lot more, uh, much more of the like Hong Kong choreography and stuff like that. And this one just doesn't stand out as well as it used to. Uh, and I know I'm going to have to put up my dukes uh, with uh, Angelique now, but... Yeah. No, it makes me sad. What can I do to bring blood sport back into your heart, Paul? I what don't can know. I do? The televangelist in her. Maybe you can make three more sequels and a possible remake that never happened. Oh, wait. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and you want to see me protest? <laughs> you try to remake blood sport. <laughs> it is called The Quest. The, yes, it's. <laughs> Uh, so, of course, uh, Bloodsport was voted on by our Facebook group. If you all want to be part of the discussion, you can join our Facebook group. Uh, just go to Facebook, go into the group section, and look for Film Jerks, and then uh, ask to be a part of our group. And then what that will allow you to do is it'll allow you to pick the films that we're going to talk about, as well as play funny little games. Uh, if you want to be a part of that, uh, I do invite you all to join in to that. So. Uh, let's see. This film is supposed to be based on the unbelievable life of Frank Dukes. Uh, according to Angelique, he's an American hero, just like G.I. Joe. Goddamn right. <laughs> and probably has the same backstory as G.I. Joe <laughs> in, in some places. He's uh, sprung from American soil, fully grown and ready to kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> Those chiseled butt cheeks could carve glass. Okay, <laughs> but that's the thing. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme looks like he could actually be the person that they expect to be the Frank Dukes character. When you look at the real Frank Dukes, he doesn't look anywhere near as impressive as Van Damme does. No. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that up. I have never even seen a picture of the guy. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay, the other guy is an imposter. This is Van Damme's biography. This yeah. was right before the collapse of society, and he had to run from those pirates and escort the cyborg stuff. This is right before the transition. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let some things slide because they're young. You do crazy things like hook up with random chicks in Hong Kong. It look it happens. Okay, <laughs> the man saved us. All right. With his boot knife, <laughs> he saved us from Fender. So he, I'm, I'm gonna let him slide on this one. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but Jean Claude Van Damme, Van Damme, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme plays an army captain uh, who is trained in the martial arts by Asenzo Tanaka, and Tanaka uh, basically has Frank help train his boy as an early age because when Dukes and his friends tried to break into the, the Tanaka household. They sort of failed, but apparently Dukes showed a fighting spirit 
And that was enough for Tanaka to say, hey, I'm going to use you as a punching bag for my son because that would be cool. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It was like it breaks in and the dad's just like, Shingo, hiya! And the kid runs up and just full on kicks him right in the dick. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, swords dropped and everything. And he's I like, mean, my son. And he beams at him with this pride. It's like, man. You don't touch another man's sword. That's right. Not you train your him. son. He's like an attack child. But and you can like, kick another man's sword? Come on. <laughs> right up there. Man, just like, whap! Done. <laughs> and he's just like, I want you to train me. How to do that? I want to do that. <laughs> the the weird thing was like Dukes was just like he's like there and you you kind of want to make him kind of like the good guy. He was he was there with his friends and he didn't actually steal anything. He was putting back the sword. Yeah. In fact, so was that? Do you think that was needed for his character at that early age to show that yeah he's actually a good guy through and through? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, you do think I mean, that's needed. how else is he going to prove himself worthy of getting a Sadoshi? Yeah. Uh, there you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, over the years, uh, at, through the training, Tanaka's son does die, and he dies off screen, so he, I, I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> Did, nope. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> One day. he died in the war. It, uh, well, his first family did. His first family died because of Hiroshima. But the second family, the the one, the son, and unless there was another war that he went off to, but that, <laughs> that would have been a weird thing. But this is in the mind of Frank Dukes, so it probably was some some yeah. <laughs> covert war someplace. It um, was a karate related death, I think. <laughs> it definitely Injury, yeah. was. Yep. And Tanaka, of course, gives up all hope of passing his family secrets to his son until Dukes, of course, says, "Hey." I would like to learn. You've you've treated me like a son, and I I can be your son. Then yeah, he has this one honky child with him, and he's like, all right, I'll give it to you. Fine. Now, <laughs> now could I, I, if I may, real quick, I okay. had the just something I noticed with this. <laughs> Most of these movies, like American Ninja, uh -huh. um, God, what was the um. American Samurai, mm -hmm. and there's like eight to twelve other ones that I just miraculously am drawing a blank on now. But in all of them, the trainer guy is like obviously Japanese or Chinese, like definitely from that region. In mm -hmm. other words, they talk like this. You want to steal my sword? I train you like that. This guy's like, well, looks like you wanted me to be your Shidoshi, huh? Okay. It's like Eugene Levy with a sword. Well, it's just like, it's going to take focus, okay, Frank? But I'll train you. I lost a family before, but we'll get you right and rolling now, won't we? It just, I had to comment on that because I found it funny. Like, Bill Young speaks in the film. Like, the only time he actually speaks between oh. the 90% of it, grunting, yelling, and bouncing up and down like a little. Like a little Chinese girl. Uh, oh, and something. it sounds like, do you, do you remember Pee Wee's Big Adventure yes. when he talks in the hotel? Like, Paging Mr. Yes. Herman. <laughs> but that's what Bolo Young's character was like. <laughs> it's like, that's holy shit. Suburban Commando. You remember yeah. when the Undertaker talk? You're a dead man, Ramsey. <laughs> that's what they did to Bolo Young. They made him like this middle-aged Jewish guy. <laughs> You're next. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> I'm sorry, continue. I'll keep going if y'all don't stop me. <laughs> nope, this is exactly what Perfect. we want. We're discussing it like we would any other book. But I'm sorry. And at this point, because this movie is so fond of montages, we have a 10-15 minute segment of Tanaka basically sadistically torturing Dukes. Yeah. <laughs> Eli Roth couldn't have written a better sequence, man. I mean, if there's one way to unlock somebody's potential, to call the dream to... prey to their groin. Yeah. <laughs> to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Pain, no pain, no gain. And I mean, yeah. you know, well, even wear a blindfold, that's... Mm -hmm. yeah. But to, to, to what Angelique had said, that how, how well constructed this movie is, everything that they showed us in that montage of him learning, he does apply in the actual Kumite fight. So right. Call it's back, like, baby. Yeah. That's a screenwriting. Frank Duke's American yeah. Hero. <laughs> <laughs> I keep in, I keep envisioning like the American flag and like some bald eagle flying across every time yep. you say that. Yep, the eagles call. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see like the lens flare and it goes into a still frame real quick. <laughs> he was born on the fourth of July and wrapped in the Constitution. <laughs> wrapped in the Constitution. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> but he does he does go into the military and supposedly he trains the military yeah. uh, in in the ninjutsu arts. <laughs> also was in the CIA, but the CIA says uh, no, no. Of course they're gonna say no. I mean, yeah, what do you think they're gonna admit? It's the CIA secrets. Uh huh. Yeah, they're like, oh, Dukes, dude, we can't talk to you about it. We'll pay you, but we're not gonna talk to you. Don't write any books. We'll just deny it. <laughs> he's, a, he's, right. a, he's a better writer than J.K. Rowling and less racist. Mm. Well, I mean, Area 51. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where he well. came from. Yes. Or better yet, soil, baby. They, they let him do it because everyone would believe that that it was all fake. But it, in reality, it was right. all real. It was all See? real. Mm -hmm. There you go. A great deception. Next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but as all movies like this have to have to do is that the the teacher does have to become ill or something like that or, <laughs> or, or gets murdered or yeah he doesn't yeah, at die least he this just, time he just he's laying on his back usually they end up getting horribly murdered yeah. <laughs> like no I'm just tired I'm really tired I love but his line is like Shidoshi are you asleep do you sleep with your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, now that you mentioned it, well, then neither am I. <laughs> the great thing is that as he's gotten older, he went from a child who can speak full English to a child who can speak uh, pigeon English. Like, okay, it makes sense. Sure, okay, fine. Yes, would that you... part of his brain got taken over by karate. By the CIA, yeah. yeah. The the CIA actually they they injected him with some drugs, you know. <laughs> pigeon and English ultra. and good and good day. Dance moves, that's what they do. <laughs> that's exactly it. MK Ultra. No <laughs> fuck. I've heard they've done crazy stuff, so I can't deny it. <laughs> in fact, I, I can't deny anything I've been involved in. Oh, wait. <laughs> Daniel, 
Tell us, tell us more. No, just kidding. <laughs> so, so this is a secret tournament, right? Yeah. And, and Duke's got word of it, and he's all you know. He knows about it. He's taking his leave from the army to go and do this without anybody knowing. But for some odd reason, his high, his upper command, and you know the people who work above, above him, know about this, and they want to talk to him before he leaves. And he decides to go AWOL. Dun dun dun. Um, which like. Like well, he was in his room a second ago. I was like, why did you trust him? Why did you leave the? Why did you leave him in his room to get changed and take a shower? Are you like? Well, because I don't know if you've been in a military locker room, but usually there's only one way in and out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. And know? they would have brought a mil- They would have brought military police, not not just some- one, just one, just one, yeah, you know, one guy who's still on the base. Well, I didn't get any leave this time, so I'll just stay here. It's like what? Okay, you're, you're my bitch this weekend. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> well, I mean, have you seen Van Damme talk? He talks with his feet. <laughs> so, I mean, smack. <laughs> That's it's just it. It's, this was all just, it was a dog and pony show because they're not going to go to Van Damme with anything less than a fully armed battalion anyway. Right. Yeah. This was to make Van Damme lull him into a sense of security so that he would just go out on his own and not murder half the platoon. Yeah, uh-huh. then talk about platoon, one of the guys tasked to put to stop him and bring him back is none other than when uh what's uh oh fuck why did just fucking blank on me. God, Forrest Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. Forrest Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker. Yeah. Yeah. Who who yeah, who made platoon before this and fucking stake out and good morning and good morning Vietnam and then decided, Hey, I wanna go take a weekend off in China. Let me go do that. What the fuck? It was <laughs> that. I don't know. Well, I mean, wouldn't you look? Van Damme's in China, so you are technically the safest American alive in China, next to Van Damme's. So yeah. if you let him go and do all that, and you can go and enjoy your weekend. Well, he yeah, never could. He, he never got to enjoy a meal during this whole damn movie. If you, if you pay attention. Oh yeah, you never ate. <laughs> yeah, you never get to eat. Every time he's, they're like, oh by the way, he's a uh, he's right down there. Oh fuck, get the food out. <laughs> technically. <laughs> Nobody actually got to eat. Even Forrest Whitaker, who was about to eat the eel, had to like give the chuck it. <laughs> just give it to the dog. If the dog didn't even eat, <laughs> so I was like, "I'm not eating that shit. No way." You feed, you feed me that, and then they feed me you do. I was like, "No, I don't want that." No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah. So our 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 hero gets to the uh, the Kumite. Yeah. Uh, and gets introduced to his the only American that wants to talk to him. Played by Donald Gibb, who is spectacular in this film. Yes. I, I just love the fact that when we get introduced to him and they say, oh, by the way, do you want to go to this, you know, they show him in his gym. And he's not like any kind of martial artist. He's a goddamn barroom brawler. Like, that's what his, his idea, like, the if you look at the name and then underneath, barroom brawler. It's not like he's like, he ain't doing anything. I've seen, we see his fights. His fights are pretty much just dunk the guy on the bo- on the head with my fist and I win. That's, like, <laughs> but when, when one of the victory, um, the scenarios is just knock them out of the ring. Yeah, just knock them out. What the fuck? And he's a big dude. He's like six three. He's like six five, six six. And all the guys they put him against are like you know one hundred twenty five pounds, soaking wet. And they're like, all right. And he just pushes them off. It's like, oh, make okay. That's well, I mean, my normal competition element. <laughs> I mean, obvious, obviously, my friends, y'all have never played me in Virtua Fighter or Soul Calibur. <laughs> I can prove to you how easy it is. <laughs> but it, so so that reminds me of a scene in this film where okay so when he's meeting Jackson for the first time they challenge each other in a video martial arts game yeah this is right. all that Tanaka unreal- training give this is yeah. the most unrealistic part of this entire movie <laughs> I I have a list if y'all listen here hmm? here's my list <laughs> if I can 
I was trying to correlate, make a cross-section, if you will, of the most unbelievable things in this film. The most ludicrous, the most just audacious things that they would they would have the wherewithal to try to make me suspend any disbelief right. and go along with this movie. All right. Stan Bush singing your soundtrack. I mean, okay, sure, I'm there. Okay. The most unreal thing in this movie, not the chick, okay, not the random chick, American, by the way, drop dead gorgeous that you meet in the port of Hong Kong. Yes. Right Dennis at the Kent. border. Uh-huh. Right. That okay, that that's fine. I'm going. It's not running from the army MP guys, okay? That I that's realistic. Not the fact that it's a blood sport. I can deal with that. Not Bolo Young looking like a freaking cyborg freaking nature with pecs the size of VW Beetles. That's fun. The most unreal thing in this movie is them having that long of a game of karate champ that actually was that competent with them knowing what the F they were actually doing in a piece of shit game. That is the stupidest game ever made on the Nintendo. And in the arcade, it's even worse. And anyone who argues this fact is wrong. And and you'd think that Donald's character, Jackson, would be fluent in that game because that's probably all it does between going to the gym, bouncing at a bar, and sitting at home playing video games all day. That's Just the most unreal thing in this. Have you ever played Karate Chant? Could you do anything more? No. They go, and turn the wrong direction right yeah. before you get <laughs> your face kicked in by a jump kick, and then the ref's like, and that's it. Can't f that game. That is the most absurd. Part. The rest of the movie is brilliant. This is the most unrealistic thing of it. Rock'em sock'em. How many how many gratuitous splits do we get in this movie? Like four, five. Uh, Angelique. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got the the ropes. Yeah. Um, we got. Him in his room twice. The room. Yep. We've got, uh, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six fights during the different montages. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I'm going to say nine. That's a lot of splits. Dang. Yeah. Well, hey, American hero. <laughs> <laughs> Like the best part, like after Jackson gets knocked out and he's in the he's in the hospital and he tells them, "Oh, you're gonna be fine." Then they cut to a montage of him of him freaking actually doing the splits on on the top of a roof somewhere. Like what the fuck? Oh fu- yeah, like, you're right. It's there like was okay, a lot of splits. It's like huh? It's like we. It's like it's like no. That's probably how he got the job because they were like, "All right, what's your trait?" Oh, and then he just did it. And they're like, "Oh, you're hired." Just that right was here. the second most unrealistic thing in the film is that clear sky in China. <laughs> Uh, well, this it was, was this was a early. few years ago. Yeah, this was many years ago. The hijinks ensuing around trying to oh the stun guns. I lo- I love the stun guns. How I'm I'm very happy that stun guns have changed from those kind of batarang style freaking baton they're carrying around. <laughs> well, much more easily uh, uh you know when your pocket you, you, type of thing. Yeah, it's push like, up to go and. The fact that I didn't realize you can use you can actually deflect a stun gun with a pot lid. Just think. Van Dam can. Yeah, I can yep. see that. I'm surprised he didn't round his kick foot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was saving his feet for the kumite. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, uh, they do have him do various uh, battles throughout the uh, tournament. And mm-hmm. was there a particular battle that you enjoyed the best? Uh, what opponent fighter did you like the best during this time? I liked the first one. Mm-hmm. 
because I like how Jackson's reactions to it. Like how Jackson has his fight and he goes, "What took so long?" Like really? <laughs> and then and then he goes right into his fight and he pretty much knocks him out. And then Jackson's standing up, screaming, losing his goddamn mind. And everybody else, all these Chinese guys, are like, "What the fuck is the big white guy doing?" Like they're like trying to duck down. Like okay, and he's like, "What are you you seeing this? Look at this! It's the best thing ever!" Like. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so like freaking, and I, I like I like that scene the most because I think the rest of the there's a couple other fights where we actually see Sean Claude fight and you get the big Bolo Young fight at the end, mm-hmm. um, which I think is the penultimate because you have Bolo Young whose nipples face down to this to Satan, um, <laughs> and he's just ripping people apart, uh, breaking people's legs willy nilly with elbows, and you know you most of Sean Claude you get like maybe two or three of his fights, four of his fights, and all the rest of them are cut into those big montage segments. Um, but that first fight, I think, is one of the fun, fun fights. Just mainly because of Donald Gibbs' character's reaction alone. Uh, he's like jumping straight up in the air, going, "What the? F- look, this is the greatest fucking thing in the world!" I'm saying, "Look at this! Oh my god!" You know, <laughs> because minutes before he watched the guy sit there and meditate with legs stretched across two chairs, and he's going, um, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Carrie? What was your favorite fight in all of Bloodsport? When he fought Chong. So right, the the final battle. The final, the final fight. Yeah, the yeah. I loved how he still, even though Chang Li blinded him, he still was able to kick ass. Mm. I have to think probably my favorite is Chang Li's first fight. Okay. If not that, it's the one right before the fight with Van Dam, because. I mean, of course, Van Damme's a badass. He's like, as far as action heroes go, he's probably my favorite as a little kid. It's just, you know, I know what Van Damme's going to... And again, I've seen Bloodsport out of sequence. So I was already familiar with what Van Damme can do. So I, I know what he can do in the ring. But you're only... It's like wrestling. You're only as good as the heel. You are only... The good guy is only as good as the bad guy makes you look. And damn, if Chong Lee did make Van Damme look really good, because dude... And he was just vicious. Like he's got biceps for days. Yeah, he's he's, to- he's like Dolly Parton on steroids. He's, he's a walking <laughs> improper fraction. My God, he's like thirty-two <laughs> over eight. Is if he was a fraction, that's what he would look like. He walk. He's like Bill Goldberg. He just walks out there, swaggers onto the mat, blows a snot rocket in either direction, hisses and spits, and then walks in. Punch, punch, jackhammer, spear, and done. Yeah. And Chong Lee like kills people. It's incredible. Yeah, I just have to say, like, yeah. probably my favorite yeah. fight would probably be the first one Chong Lee comes out to because he doesn't do anything, but he damn near kills a dude. And it's mm-hmm. like, holy shit, Van Damme, he jumps and flips and with all the slow motion stuff. So yeah. It's like a 30 second <laughs> fight turns into eight minutes, but Chong Lee blows a snot rocket, grabs an arm, and bam, dead. And- Yeah, it's probably my favorite. (laughs) Okay. Uh, How about you, Angelique? My favorite is uh, Frank Dukes against the Shrek in a loincloth. Oh, okay. When he he blasts him with that uppercut to the gooch. (laughs) (laughs) The gooch! (laughs) That's great. You're done, son. <laughs> the I, face. That face in oh! the slow motion face of Van Damme staring at his clenched fist. Yeah. And you can still see the poor guy's testicles rippling in the distance. <laughs> it's like, whoa! 
looking at his fist like it is the unlocked power of the universe. It's like Skeletor with the cosmic key. Well, I mean, well, now you can tell why Jean-Claude Van Damme was the inspiration for Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat, so... <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, for me, my favorite fight is when he is uh, fighting the, uh, the, other, the other guy that was the kicker kind of thing, where they were exchanging blows to their ribs. I just like the fact that it was like Jean-Claude was like, hit me here, and then the, he would hit, and then the other guy would hit. And then he would hit, and the other guy would hit, and eventually you would see him slowing down, and Jean-Claude Van Damme would keep speeding up. It would be like, oh, I'm going to hit you twice now. Da, da, da. There's I, such a heel move in <laughs> movies and wrestling. It's cool to see the good guy doing that. You're right. Exactly. It was great. It was like, oh. Oh, I snorted for that one. Hmm. <laughs> Bloodsport does it. Gets you pumping, man. Like, yeah. That's right. All right. Other than the fight scenes, what were your memorable scenes that you remember from the movie? Like, first thing that pops in your head when I ask that question. Let's start out with Vaughn. Um, it's it's the first time Donald James' character is introduced. He's in, the, he's in this gym, and the guy's you want to do this? And he's like, well, I need more scars. So, yeah, I'm totally into it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah. that's that's The character is completely lined out right then and there. And you're like, all right, awesome. Because, you know, Van Damme's character has to get a beautiful transition from the guy to the hero at the end of the film. And Donald Gibbs' character is like, well, I'm going to kick some ass and take names. I don't give a shit. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Angelique, memorable scene other than fighting scenes? Uh, the hotel bar when we meet our intrepid reporter, Vicki Vale. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Janice Kent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't matter. It's all about Dukes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when the when the uh the Japanese guy dressed up like an oil sheik, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's like you no woman come with me now, and Dukes is like, nah. It's like she, he bought her a drink, and she's like, all right, you're mine now. Like, wait, what? Huh? What? I, yeah, just well, I mean, that's how it. But <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Every not a country the with the states. Yeah, not the kumite. <laughs> Uh, that, I mean, buy course... me a Cherry Coke Zero and I'm yours. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, of course, leads to that one spot with the coin trick, which yeah. is also awesome. <laughs> yeah. And for the audience who hasn't seen that, uh, it's basically the uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme says, <laughs> if, if, if I can snatch the <laughs> coin from your hand, I get to keep the girl. <laughs> <laughs> and she, of course, protests. And then if if he doesn't, then uh, he gets to keep the girl. No, 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 uh, no, take backs. Yeah. no take backs. Yeah, he's not he's not going to like fight it. Uh, I'll I'll let you keep the girl. He's so confident about it. And and he and he does it. And you have Donald Gibb next to him, looking like he's like, oh, he's never seen this trick before in his whole entire life. Like <laughs> no grandfather did this to him when he was a kid. Like oh my god, look at that! Holy shit! Oh, oh, oh. That's why the whole rest of the movie, I'm until he gets his ass kicked. He's like a big child. Like, look at him. He's kicking ass. Love it. I just, I just, uh. and every, every time he fights, he's like, I'm going to hug him and kiss him and love him. And I'm going uh, like, yeah, he's the Lenny to Duke's George. I <laughs> yeah. The only thing is, this Lenny doesn't get shot in the back of the head. No, but he takes a good foot to the top of it. <laughs> well, makes, right. me, makes me think of the Looney Tunes cartoon, Spike. <laughs> Whatever the little dog name <laughs> yeah. is in Spike. 
Yeah, we gotta get it. Then we spike. Then we spike. Yeah. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, Spike takes on the big cat, and then at the end of the cartoon is Spike is the one. Hey, what are we gonna do? We're gonna get him, aren't we? Nah. <laughs> Uh, that that I would love to see in a remake if that happens, though. <laughs> uh, Carrie, memorable scene. This training where um, Tanaka was making him be more flexible. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That was scene for me. I'm like, ouch. I've seen that rig in several adult films. <laughs> <laughs> and then even later when when he's in the sharing the hotel room with Ray, you know, and he's he's doing the splits with the chairs and Ray's like, You might want to have kids someday. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Daniel, how about you? Memorable scene. Uh, well, other than the split training, which, you know, like Angelique says, you've seen that in, you know, several adult films. Like, yeah, but they worked out a lot different when I saw them. But, nah, probably the most memorable for me is just how it suddenly turns into a damn Mentos commercial. (laughs) You've got Van Damme is, he has flaunted the law. Okay, Mm -hmm. now, as any American hero is wont to do, he can Mm -hmm. do that. But you will have the full force of the American military breathing down your neck. I don't care where you are from the Rock of Gibraltar or Kowloon, China. You're (laughs) going to have the United States Army after you. And what does he do? He's sitting there running from the stupid two bumbling oafs. And he's sitting there stopping and looking at him, and it yeah. might as well just be a damn Mentos commercial with him <laughs> running and ducking and laughing and joking while that stu- yet another, I say stupid, yet endearing, goofy 80s song <laughs> is playing something about happy to live in love with my friend in the fight. Get yeah, the power. Yeah. And it's like all happy and dopey and shit. And it's just, yeah. It's just memorable because I'm thinking like this movie's called Bloodsport. These people are out to kill each other. They're dead things, Mikey. Dead things. <laughs> killing each Chong Lee blows snot rockets and crushes dudes' heads with his pec muscles and Van Damme's just out having a joyride running around from the military police. <laughs> yeah. Not a care in the world. It was just strange. The smile think- on his face the whole time. <laughs> yeah. so laughing the whole time. I, I think He's that good. song's called Steal the Night. So, in case anyone That's wants to what know. it was, yeah. Would you go steal the night? <laughs> Got the power. I'm going to fight you. Steal the night. And it's just so fun. <laughs> I think um, my hair spontaneously just went into that side do. See, and there is a power. <laughs> if you can tap. Every now and then, I can tap the power slightly. And these strange things happen. Last time I did it, I woke up and I had a fishnet halter top on, fingerless gloves, and a denim jacket. Sometimes it happens. I just, I don't know. I just roll with it. (laughs) And Uh, see, y'all thought I was going to say the butt scene. I just want to make, I just want to note that. That goes without saying. Yeah. Y'all thought I was going to go for the butt. I'm not going to mention it. I don't want to draw any more attention to it. Probably gouge my eyes out. That thing, was, like I said, that thing was chiseled from granite. <laughs> oh. 
It used to be Van Damme, depending on what movie trailer you'd watch. This summer, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Until you see that ass, and you're like, damn. 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 For me, the most memorable scene would have to be the uh, Dimmock uh, demonstration. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I love the I love the fact that it's like, pick a brick. And he like picks the top one, the center one. Is is this one good? Is this one good? Yeah, yeah, okay. And then the the official behind him is like, bottom brick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, ah! yeah, but he doesn't <laughs> say anything until he gets. He's like almost about two inches from. He's like, no. And he's like, you could have just said pick the bottom one bottom at brick. the beginning. <laughs> exactly. But he had to get the attention of everybody in the actual tournament so that they could watch him. <laughs> and then Ray Jackson does that character, does that scene, does that later in the movie where he's like, all right, he picks up a brick and just, destroy, just breaks it. And he's like, well, and they're, they're looking at him like, uh, yeah, so and he takes another brick and smashes it into his fucking head. <laughs> and it <laughs> gives him the brick. It gives him the brick. Yeah, and he gives him the pieces. He's like, here. Yeah, that's what's going to happen to you if you keep looking at me like this. <laughs> I mean, that's the law. Oh, yes. But I, I loved, I liked the officials, though. They, they were, like, being honest, not Dimmock. Still impressive, but not Dimmock. They were two of the angriest looking dudes and saying they didn't respond to nothing. And I don't even know why you have officials for a blood sport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, and like I love the, how they do the. They have new world record signs within five seconds of someone yeah. setting a record. Mm-hmm. Somebody, they have a poor little hamster and a Chinese dude <laughs> dipping a quill in a dollar, and they're like, oh, having to hurry up and draw it. And if he doesn't, like his ass is wheatgrass because Chun Li's gonna eat him for a protein snack, and they're just gonna drag someone else off the streets of Kowloon to hurry up and do the world record signs. Or somebody even ref- quick. Somebody references in the film that the, that the kumite is is a is a is a, is a, is a, a like a thing of honor to <laughs> be a part of it, and everybody's betting around them. It's like, okay, how much honor is there when you got ninety guys and you got a hundred people betting on who's going to win every match? That's not <laughs> That's much honor triad. going on there. That's yes. got nothing to do with the kumite. Yeah. Yep. And the they, they co-sponsored it. Yes. <laughs> I love yeah. how they're keeping records of it. It's like yeah. a new world record. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and I think Vaughn mentioned this. It was like the super secret like tournament and and like everybody seems to know yeah. about it it's like oh my god the, the report, people that need to know know yeah the reporter I mean, can't get in for shit but then when she's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend to be a hooker and get in with this rich guy then i can sit and watch the place oh, but, oh and then all of a sudden since she knows where it is the two fucking fbi or cia or whoever the fuck you know police officers um were able to shut up for the last match just to be like oh look we can watch him get his ass kicked great and he, he's because he's a he's an American commodity, so we cannot let him get touched or scratched in any way. Mm-hmm. What? what? The lesson is, if you pretend to be a hooker, you too can get in these events, yeah. even super secret blood sports. The door that says "Not to the Kumite" is where the Kumite is. Go down that. Go down that hallway. <laughs> okay, hey, USA. Oh yeah. Chris okay, Rock in USA. my head. No matter what they say, no matter what they tell you, there is no sex in the Kumite room. <laughs> <laughs> so the cast does include Jean-Claude Van Damme, of course, Donald Gibb, uh, Leah Ayers, Forrest Whitaker, and Bolo Jung. Uh, which 
Which characters do you think really worked well with the film? I'm thinking Angelique probably will say all of them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Angelique first. Which characters actually really did go well with the film? Uh, Donald Gibb. Donald all Gibb. The way. Yeah, that Harley Davidson T-shirt wearing. You know, I'm not your pal, Dick Face. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that shirt. I've got that shirt on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, sh- I should have wore the uh, my uh, Harley Davidson bow tie. You know that would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how about you? Uh, we'll go with Daniel. I mean, in a, most of them did. Some of them were a little hackneyed. If anything, I, I mean, wow, it might get a little scorn from this, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> the, ch- the chick brought absolutely nothing. No. And in fact, no. the only thing she brought was plot complication because she yep. told the two most ineffective, useless <laughs> appendages on Uncle Sam's body. And she actually tells them where the Kumite is. But other than that, she brings nothing. She's the worst. But you want to know who actually worked with it? Bolo Young, dude. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, everybody, though, they all kind of rounded it out, even if their voiceovers were dubbed or whatnot. Everyone from his. From Frank Dukes' Shidoshi, that whole character spot that he did. Maybe the young Frank Dukes kind of didn't fit all that well, but <laughs> I can't be too critical because they're kids. So I can't really right. I and I don't like to. Like they're kid right. actors. Y'all do whatever. You just you make it's a canon film for God's sake. Yep. This is far be it from me to criticize the child actors in a canon <laughs> film. <laughs> I got my hands full with the adult actors, but Honestly, to me, just Bolo Young's character, it's, I've said it before, just he, Van Damme is only as good as the bad guy that they put him up against. Lionheart, mm-hmm. you know, the Andre the Giant on steroids dude, not really as good as, like, let's say, Tong Po, who scarred me for life, Fender, <laughs> or Chong Lee, Mr. Pex himself. It just, yeah. I think he really works well with the film. Awesome. Uh, how about you, uh, Baba Vaughn? Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think overall, like, I, I'm a big fan. I've been, I've been kind of gloating about Donald Gibb throughout the whole damn uh, conversation here because he's like my patron saint. Like, um, if I can grow up to anybody, I want to be Donald Gibb. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, one thing, yeah, with like, with Donald, like Donald, with, with, if Bill Young didn't say a word, but he didn't have that fucking weird uh, Pee Herman, uh, you know, you're next fucking thing. I think it would. I think it would have been a much, much more sinister character. He's just you know grunting and speaking in Chinese the whole fucking time. Yeah. Um, but you know they definitely have to have him go point. At least they could have just had a point at him, just fucking point. Because you know what he wants to get him the whole time. He's been he's been eyeballing him the whole fucking all this whole match. You know, I've been told when when Donald gives when Jackson goes to him, points at him and says, "I'm gonna kill you," like <laughs> like, and he goes, "Eh, fuck that guy." <laughs> he just nods at him. I yeah. love that. Right. He smirks and actually raises his eyebrows, like, "Damn, this dude! If you're brave enough, buddy," and he nods back at him. He's uh-huh. like, like, "This guy's badass." <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You feel a froggy jump. <laughs> the other, the other, the other cop. Forrest Whitaker, yeah. I think, is fun because I think it's just fun to see him in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, young Forrest Whitaker, kind of just like, oh, weird. Just this is a weird turn for your career. Uh, and jump into a <laughs> canon film and play a small role. But the white cop, I just, we, I don't think we really needed two cops. You're we right. Had one cop, <laughs> yeah. you know. 
like we didn't have to have two guys because we had to have like you know we had to have like the uh, Keystone cops. So we have to have two bumbling cops. Um, and like I think overall, like, even the guy that they use is like their interpreter slash like like uh their their driver the the other yeah, Chinese Vic, guy that they're friends. Uh, Victor Lin. Yeah, I think I think he worked perfectly. I think he even even though he's got a teeny role, like the smallest fucking role, and the only reason he gets bigger roles because Donald uh, Gibbs character gets knocked out and he's pretty much. Put in the put in the hospital, and he's out of the movie for the rest of the film, mm. um, and he gets a little bit more talking. But I think all the characters work pretty well. Okay, he was I mean. still funny too, because you remember whenever they're doing their invitations, and he's yeah. like, "Who is this Shidoshi?" Says Tanaka was this Shidoshi, and the, the guy with it was like, "Who cares if Bruce Springsteen was this? <laughs> what does that matter?" It's like, yeah. just even that one little line. <laughs> With his personality, it yeah. it really fit. I thought it was really funny because I even <laughs> chuckled this. I was like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So I don't know if this was intentional, but those police officers was named Helmer and Rollins. And I <laughs> thought it was funny that Dukes was being chased by HR <laughs> throughout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh. <laughs> uh, how about you, um, <laughs> Carrie? Well, Polo Young, um, I think, was a character that stood out to me. Um, mm-hmm. He had—he was your stereotypical asshole, you know? Okay. <laughs> the bad guy. The bad okay. guy. He's your stereotypical bad guy who plays an asshole well. Okay. Um, <laughs> just, like, just like, for example, Kiefer Sutherland. He's a good actor, and he always plays lots of times his characters are bad characters that you want to hate because mm-hmm. he plays them so well. Um, but um, the Leia Ayers, I don't think they really needed her. She really wasn't a necessity in the movie. But most movies you need to have a romantic interest, so I think that's why they threw her in there. <laughs> she had one brief like scene with and then <laughs> Van Damme is my romantic interest. I don't yeah. need her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> high five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, virtual high five. That's it. <laughs> I also like the, the little dude that had to clean the blood yeah. off of the it. Yeah, he's got the gold tooth, man. This is is this real? This is real. I'm just oh shit! I'm gonna just clean this spot real quick. Me, I'm keeping this. I'm getting out of this fucking town. It's one of the few films that actually shows there is a custodial crew. It's like you never see that. Nobody ever thinks about when the Doom Slayer is walking through the Mars base and just blowing hell wide open all the gore. <laughs> Nobody thinks about the cleanup crew. Dude, Duke and walking around through the new L.A. or Judge Dredd. Nobody <laughs> thinks about the poor bastard that has to go behind and mop all that up. But this movie actually showed some poor guy actually has to clean it up. And all he gets is a damn gold tooth. <laughs> uh, I was actually going to pick Victor Lin, but since we already talked about him br- briefly, I'm going to shift over and, and my pick for a really good character, even though it, it was kind of funny, was the Senzo Tanaka. I did like that character. He was just, uh, he was the good Miyagi type character in this film. Uh, even though he had like 10, 10 to 15 minutes worth of sadism, which. <laughs> oh. Any good teacher. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. 
those pulleys and ropes laying around. I'm just saying. <laughs> he has him serving him and his wife with a blindfold just so he could sit there and slap him. It's yeah. like yep. he's used to beating up people with physical handicaps. And so now he's got this, he's got the muscles for Brussels. He's like, I'm going to put a blind, well, can't even say it because he didn't speak in the Japanese accent or anything. He talked like a, like the old guy. So he was like, I'm going to put a blindfold on him and smack him around. What do you think, Sulin? Watch him. I'll get him to give you a tea. Yeah, yeah. He's just sitting there grinning. Abuse like, I'm about to, I'm going to smack the smile off of his face. Watch this, honey. I'm going to knock the white off of him. <laughs> <laughs> so, he tastes better when it's served to you by a blindfolded slave. <laughs> <laughs> this will remind you of home, dear. <laughs> Here's the Is thing. There a way you would have thought with the blindfold that Frank Dukes would have kind of had that training since he was in military in case they ever went to war and he was like a prisoner of war and they were trying to um, instigate or interrogate him? Could yeah. be, but from the looks of the people that they sent to find Frank Dukes, they don't do anything in that yeah. army. <laughs> but, Except uh, run around like a Mentos commercial. And according, <laughs> and according to Frank Dukes, he is the one that taught the military all the stuff that they need. So <laughs> You remember mm -hmm. Code Pal? We trained him wrong. Right. Yes. As a joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they couldn't catch him. He trained them all wrong so that they couldn't catch him when he was going to the Kumite. Exactly. See? Brilliant. Brilliant mind, Frank Dukes. American hero. American hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, since we did talk about the characters, this is a really good segue into our discussion game. Because we like to talk about films like uh, a book club, uh, one of the things we do like to do to get deeper into the story is to have a discussion game. And discussion games, like in a book club, allows us to have fun with... Uh, a game and allows us to explore things a little bit differently than we would straight up talking about it. And today's discussion game is going to be called <laughs> Casting Couch. Uh, now that we talked about all the, the pornography types of uh, training that we have involved in this movie. <laughs> Casting Couch changes <laughs> meaning a little bit, but... <laughs> But what Casting Couch is all about is we basically take the characters in the film and then we recast them with uh, any of our favorite actors that we think would be uh, a, a, have a unique take on the character. And it could be a, a character uh, that's modern or it could be a character from uh, the past. It can't be a character from the future because you, we won't know about that actor. So, uh, But does, <laughs> does anybody want to start out with... Uh, the casting couch game. Otherwise, I will start out with, with my first choice. I'll, I'll you're, start it. You're going to start? Okay, so for Frank Dukes, who would you recast as the lead instead of Jean-Claude Van Damme, which is almost an impossibility, but who would you cast? Brandon Lee. Brandon nice. Lee. Nice good choice. choice. Good yeah. God, that's a good one. Uh, how about you? Uh, we'll go next one down the line. How about you, Angelique? David Dukes. Not David Dukes. He was not an American hero. He was not. That'd be a whole different type of competition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, yeah. 
<laughs> God, I got a horrible joke. Please go. Continue. Go, 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 Angelique. Go, Angelique. For Frank Dukes, um, you know, there were a lot of considerations to be made when, you know, recasting the, the perfect character. So I mm -hmm. had to go with my number two, Jason Statham. Ah, yes. Yes. Holy shit, I would pay money to see that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, he's got an accent, he's got a great butt. <laughs> <laughs> it would John McTiernan doing the directing and him being the... I mean, I'd be into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm totally behind it. <laughs> How about you? Well, it could be Crank 3. Yeah, ooh. There you go. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> How about worked. you, Vaughn? Um, Dolph Lundgren. Yes, oh, because he nice. could have made he could have made this and not have made uh, Masters of the Universe. He it's no. the same company, so no, but he's He Man, so he can keep doing uh, what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> but oh man, he could have made this. I'd pay to see it too. <laughs> but but because they reused a lot of the stuff from the the He Man stuff in in Cyborg, we probably wouldn't have gotten that movie if it wasn't. Uh, right. yeah. yeah, I guess so. I'll pay to see Lundgren kick ass. I'm right. I'm with yeah. you, man. I mm -hmm. definitely would though. Yeah. yeah. How, how about you, Daniel? I don't know, honestly, because you've got so many good choices. The first thing I would say would be, um, I, I just say it from a good old southern boy way is Chow Yun-Fat, but that would be a really quick movie, wow, except, yeah. for, except for the slow motion. But it'd be yeah. like two, two clips of a Beretta, and the whole thing's done, he would win. So I'm going to take, take the high road. And I would cast Frank Dukes as a complete reimagining of Bloodsport. Frank Dukes would be played by Jim Varney. <laughs> yes. Hey, I need a minute, gentlemen. <clears throat> I mean, can you imagine him squaring off against Tom Lee? <laughs> you got oh. something on your shirt? Can you, can you like, I'm not chain. wearing a shirt. He's like, but I am with that toothy grin and like, and he'd be climbing. Him. He'd be climbing like a mountain the whole fucking time. And he goes to blows, goes to blow a snot rocket, or just stabs his finger in his nose like paper, rock, scissors, <laughs> <laughs> like that. And Chong Lee like gets a brain clot because he can't blow the booger out. And Ernest wins. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Okay, everybody I has all these. Ernest meets the Kumite. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has all these cool answers. I'll just go with Ernest. That'll work. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> nope, that's, that's it. That's what? the one right there. That's what. Uh, you haven't heard mine. Well, well okay, Paul. Uh, it, it probably won't be as good, but I, I was, I was going to select David Hasselhoff. <laughs> God, I would pay it only if he got Nobody to sing the songs as well. I would. I am totally behind you, Paul. As long as he got to sing the songs as well. <laughs> yes, yes. I want to hear him like "Fuck do you laugh" like that, and I want it to be the Hoff standing there by like Kit Car, doing that with his perm mullet, and fingerless gloves. You darn right. <laughs> so, so, so I, we have a contender with the Hoff, maybe. You shoot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, uh, so now we're going to recast the the uh, the role of Sh uh, Shong Li. Uh, we're going to start out with uh, Vaughn. Who uh, would you recast? Uh, um, <laughs> who can you recast to this character, though? I don't uh, know. That's a tough one. For real. That's yeah. That's, in, that's kind of because Ball Young is such like a, you know, because he's such a, a slab of a beef. Um, <laughs> with arms and legs on him, uh -huh. and, and just he's you know, intimidating as all hell. It's just it's a tough one. Um, 
screen. I'll go for something off the wall. And uh, what's it? Um, what is it? Well, uh, Chico Marx. I'll just keep Chico Marx. <laughs> Chico <guy>. Marx. <laughs> Why not? Because then he can just talk himself. He can talk his way out of it, and like, yeah. you know, and we'll have Har- we'll ha- you'll have Harpo just like as his corner guy, like you know, rubbing his shoulders and shit like that, and throwing throwing fucking rubber chickens and hitting people with fucking uh, you know, um, what when did he play? He played a a harp. He fucking played a harp. Just chuck harps into the uh, into the uh, ring and hitting people with them. <laughs> That would be uh that would make it a if you have Jim Barney and Chico Mark, that'd be uh that would be a great little uh <laughs> I don't know if there'd be any survivors. <laughs> <laughs> oh how about you, Angelique? Who would you recast as that role? The ultimate warrior. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, his, yeah, his intensity would uh, oh my god. <laughs> He'd be he'd be eaten half the mat by by the second by the second game round. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> you broke my record. <laughs> now I break you. Miss a dayglow bicycle tassel. <laughs> oh, how about you, uh, Carrie? Who would you recast? Yuji Okimoto, who played Chosen from Karate Kid Two. Oh, oh, holy crap. Yeah, okay. Good okay. lord, the voice of reason. Like, she's got these serious <laughs> casting stuff. It's like, all into it. Well, I know. <laughs> that's why I can't. There's no competition. <laughs> Daniel? Yeah, you know what? That doesn't matter. So, I mean, I would seriously back the Ultimate Warrior 2 for that. Or <laughs> I would just say we've got Ernest on one side, so let's go for the rematch. I want Lyle Alzado. Lyle Alzado. <laughs> oh, nice. Jesus. And we just... We just do the nice little rematch. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. No, no Pee Wee Herman though. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I would uh, because I couldn't fig- I couldn't figure out anybody that would be physically uh, imposing. I went with somebody that was more technically imposing. So I went with uh, a Donnie Young. Okay. Or Donnie Yen. Uh, yeah. Right. As- oh cool. yeah. And so, yeah, nothing funny about that character, you know, but, uh, you know, challenging fat, whole, clutching a baby, fighting Donnie Yang. That's, that'd be a, that'd be good fun. Like, that'd that'd be nothing funny fun. about that, dude. People would die. <laughs> I know. A and lot that, of people in cold. slow motion would die. <laughs> and that little kid would still be clutched right in his arm as, as the whole place is littered. <laughs> Listening to some kind of nursery rhyme or something, and you see this slow cascade of bullet casings. <laughs> They land on the ground and all, and just a slow motion and, doves, and yeah. doves flying and just like champagne and bullet wounds and blood flying everywhere. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Look at the next step. Woo! Yeah. So you, you know you know who we're gonna recast next, of course, uh. and that's that's Mr. Ray Jackson. <laughs> so well, you thought you thought I was gonna say Janice Kent, didn't you? Well, I hope so. We will, we will, but she's next. We're going to do Ray Jackson first, and we're going to start out with Daniel from the you top. You me. You know it's going to be something. I can't come up with nothing. Chuck and Bobby. Because it would take two people to actually compare with yeah. the way that he did it. I don't know. At first, I was thinking, it was like, you know what would be really funny is if Bobcat Goldthwait could reprise his role as Zed in Police Academy. <laughs> No, seriously, I am horrible at this game. <laughs> y'all give y'all give someone else. Okay. Well, we we, we did get a, we get we, we got Bobcat Goldthwait. 
But I mean, could you, like, seriously, could you imagine Chuck and Bobby if they're there at the Kumite too? And they see Chong Lee, like, smash someone's face, and oh. Bobby looks over at Chuck, and Chuck's like, <laughs> and he does that scream. <laughs> oh, how about you, um, Carrie? I like cast because Ray Jackson was a big guy and with just like the the face smashing. Um, mm-hmm. I would select Dwayne the Rock Jackson. Hey, there okay. you go. Dude, nice. Yeah. He'd be a good choice. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> How about you, Angelique? Your choice for Ray. I can't remember his name, but the guy that played Bob Maluga and four Lugas from Big Man on Campus. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> How about you, Vaughn? Jess Franco, the Spanish director. Dude. There's a lot of his own films. <laughs> and he was a creep in those films, so it would be nice to have a different change from like a goofy, big, fat guy <laughs> to a small little Spanish creepo, like kind of looking around and kind of creeping on the chicks that are there and maybe the <laughs> reporter kind of watching her in her room, like opening the door a little bit. <laughs> um, I think that would be great. <laughs> Perfect. For me, uh, I, I, I picked somebody that probably wouldn't have uh, really fit, but I, when I saw him in uh, Speed Racer, I thought he would be a, a, an interesting fit for the Ray Jackson character, and that is the John Goodman. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dang, he could do it. So yeah, he did a he did a really good job in that in the Speed Racer film. So I thought, yeah, hey, uh, he could probably play Ray in this in this film. So That's all I think about now, Chong Lee does over the line. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one, this next one's going to be really hard for me because I, I uh, like you said that that she's not a very important character, so she could probably be replaced with a like a block of wood. Rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. uh, just make her a dog wow <laughs> but uh so we're gonna we're, who would you who would you cast as janice kent uh we're gonna start out in the middle with angelique <laughs> um gosh I'm, there, I'm 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 torn between two uh kim basinger or daryl hannah oh okay yeah damn it either or would work yeah, mm-hmm. Daryl uh, Hannah, because I like Kim Basinger when she talks, <laughs> and, and this chick does like she never says or contributes anything at all meaningful to the movie at all. So we'll yeah. go with Daryl Hannah, and we'll save Kim Basinger for something else. I got gotcha. that, gotcha. That's my vote. Now you, that's no, just no. me. That's my two cents. <laughs> okay. Because it means she was in Splash and didn't talk much either. So yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, how about you? Carrie. Erin Andrews, because she is a sports commentator. So okay. Like if you're uh, yeah. sports, like Kumite, <laughs> I would think Erin Andrews would be a good choice. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Vaughn? Tracy Lords. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> because around this time when this movie was being made, she was transitioning out of being an underage porn star to being an actual actress. Yeah, so would have been great, and plus it would have actually made like and Tracy Lloyd's in like Crybaby, like scene, like playing that character in Crybaby in this film. So she's like a really uptight, kind of loose, you know, nineteen year old 
reporter, I guess. And you have Jess Franco looking for the windows, like, uh, you know, <laughs> while Chico Marx is just pissed off running around. Um, be, I think it'd be a great film. I think I think I think I won. Yeah, I think I. You know, I don't know. We put Donald Gibb back in there. Make him, I don't know, the guy who did the Kuma, who was one of the judges. I don't know. I just I want him in every movie. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and how about you, Daniel? Uh, we're recasting the chick. Yes. yes. We are. Donald Gibb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. We need, need some capital. We need some investors. <laughs> we need to call everybody. Get him in on this gimmick. <laughs> and I do have one amendment. Paul, go ahead. Go, go ahead and no, go go ahead. Go ahead. So you know, if we're if we're totally flipping all this around, yep. Frank Dukes has got to be Cynthia Rockfuck. Oh yeah, I'd pay money for that. Oh my god, <laughs> if they just if they did like blood sport point five or or like a parallel blood sport. Oh, dude, that would be the coolest shit. <laughs> but I was serious. I was like had the head over heels for her when I was a kid because yeah. she terrified me. Yeah. She was gorgeous <laughs> and she was terrifying. And yeah, I would so pay money for that. <laughs> uh, for me, I think I'm going to choose uh, Ming Nay Wen. Um, yep, again, I would pay money for that. Yeah. Uh, I just think it would been it would make more sense to have somebody that has like ties to Hong Kong being like reporting about the Hong, Hong Kong, Kong <laughs> event. <laughs> just 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 throwing that out there. I'm just saying. Uh, so uh, before we conclude the game, are there any other characters that you guys want to recast? Just kind of out of the blue, throw it out there. Um, the guy who is the sensei, I guess, is uh. Tanaka? Tanaka, yeah. Yeah. Um, Chiba. Just put Sonny Chiba in that character. Oh, I think yes. he'd be a little yeah. Yeah. Him, but I think it would be all, just a because it would it would I think it would make more sense if you saw Sonny Chiba trying to stretch a white kid out with ropes and shit like that and he's got a big smile on his face like scarfing out a bowl of noodles. <laughs> and it's like, oh that'd be it'd be just it'd be hilarious. Then you know? then I want Jackie Chan with uh Jaden oh wait, that was huh? already done. <laughs> Never mind. That was already done. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. What yes. character? What character with Gary? Busey? Shidoshi. Shidoshi. Can you imagine the acronyms he would come up with for that? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> we can only train at night because that's when the sky dogs talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have one for Tanaka. Okay, who? Noriaki Cat Morita. I think mm. he would. There you go. Mr. Miyagi, yep. you know? And yep. then for Victor Lin, Jackie Chan. <laughs> there we go. Dude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All star cast. <laughs> <laughs> we honor Come you. Come on, Hollywood. Invitation. You got to roll on this. This is, yes. this is brilliant. I mean, Juicy, Juicy leaning in. <laughs> To Frank Dukes, he's like, so now we're going to practice splits. What that means is Shidoshi penis light emission transients. Now what I'm going to do is pull this rope here. Ah! And now what you're feeling, testicular fortitude. Ah! <laughs> that would be great. Oh, goodness. So, 
Uh, Angelique, would you like to tell everybody out there how we rate films at Film Jerks? Sure. Well, normally we rate films <laughs> as like it. That means we love it. This dim mocks your heart. You know, you're all down for this great American hero. You can lump it, which means you are dead to me. <laughs> which means that you apparently watched the wrong movie and did not in fact watch Bloodsport you watched something else the, the dark kumite that's what you watched I don't know what you watched uh, you're the English patient you watched a different movie <laughs> if you didn't like Bloodsport you didn't watch it and then there's maybe which means that Obviously, somebody put the wrong DVD back in Bloodsport's case, <laughs> so you got to go watch it again. Oh. So, <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. Uh, uh, Paul. Oh, I knew you were gonna do this. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go watch it again. Yeah, Paul. All eyes are on you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go that maybe because I am going to have to go watch this again, apparently. I, I do like the film, but it just it lost a lot of that shine. You know, it, I think I think it it got overtaken by the the, the order was not the order. What was that other movie? The, the, the quest. Prize? The quest. Yeah, that that was so much. That was much more superior movie in my mind. Do you uh, and like this is a serious question? Do you honestly think that this is because you've seen this movie too effing much? I swear to God, they over they play this. Movie. I was on TV a ton. You yes. give them, you give them half a chance to alter the program, and they would play this thing. It's like let's never mind Van Damme's every other film he's done. Like, I mean, seriously, do you think that might affect your decision? Like yes. TBS, like every fucking weekend I'd see this on every yeah. weekend with TBS. And every movie is great, episode. but I'm serious. I mean, when it just there is such a thing as overplaying. I'm just wondering if that might. Oh no, be. it's it's it is definitely to in my mind an, an overexposed movie. Uh, and plus, also too, you've you've got uh, a lot more. You've you've got Jason Statham type movies now. You've got uh, those type of films. In in my mind, has has changed. My attitude, uh, my attitude, my what? attitude toward um, uh, fight movies like that. I expect to see more things. Yeah, but you wouldn't have those without this. I agree, yeah. uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving you my impression currently. You're, you're right. I'm not arguing. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just kind of wondering. That was all. You, you asked I me like ten years ago. Ten years ago, I would have been like all over the. Yeah, I love, I love it. I'm, I'm gonna do the splits for this film. You know. <laughs> Uh, now, just like in real life, I could probably get maybe halfway, you know, and hold it there. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. I... Okay. I, well, I, I I will watch. I will, in, in honor of you, I will rewatch the film. Okay. Yes. Because my heart is sad for you. I know. I will, I will, I will light many, many candles. <laughs> <laughs> the, the death, the death of my friend. <laughs> but as, as I was talking through the film, you knew that I was still excited about the film. You know, yeah. you could hear it. So yeah, uh, I give you that. You 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 didn't can it. Yeah, and I can understand why it's not everybody's cup of tea. But those people are communists. 
<laughs> they are un-American. <laughs> oh, Carrie, how do you rate Bloodsport? I actually loved it. Um, being the martial artist that I am, I loved it. And just like when Beetlejuice is saying, when you watch The Exorcist 167 times, it keeps getting better every single time I see it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vaughn, how would you rate Bloodsport? Okay, not in face. That's all I have to say. I make my money with this face, so. Um, <laughs> I, I, I liked it. Wait, so that's the middle one, right? Uh, that's, yep. the, that's the first one. Oh, it's the yep. second one. What's the second one? Lumped lump it. it. All right, I'll lump it. Oh, <laughs> ah, my eyes. Um, <laughs> Donald Gibb is the main reason the film works for me. I think the fact that he is so insanely charismatic throughout the whole one. He's just like, like this big fucking dumb child. Um, and, you know, Van Damme's fine, and the fact that Van Damme is pretty much prancing through the streets as the cops are running after him, um, there's some <laughs> funny moments to it. Uh, you know, it works for all, it works overall, but I think there's stuff that came out in the 70s, you know, a lot of the Bruce Lee stuff that came out in the 70s works much better. I think, you know, Enter the Dragon works a lot better than this film, it's pretty much the same kind of thing. Um, I, 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 I lumped it, but I guess you can say it's a little more liked than lump. You know, I mean, if it's on, I'll watch it regardless. I'm not, you know, with this, I had to watch it, but if, like, if it's on, like, on TV or we're at, I walk into someone's house and they're watching it, I'll sit down and watch it, and I'll be like, ah, fuck this bullshit, get it off! Like, I, I'll, I'll sit and watch the film. Well, good, because you know. that'll get you kumitade. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mate, mate, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lighting candles all over the place for your poor souls. I mean... Oh. <laughs> Wait, she'll 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 lump it. She'll she'll do a shock right <laughs> yeah. right at the end. Oh no. <laughs> oh, Daniel, how do you rate this one? Oh dude, I like it. I love it. I mean this is one of the, is Van Damme kicking people in the face for ninety minutes. You know where I stand <laughs> on that. Now nah, um, I mean anything there are other movies that I like a lot more. And I mean, the reason I brought up that oversaturation thing is because I feel the same way. Like there was a time when this movie comes on all the freaking time. And this ain't even my favorite Van Damme movie. There are others that I honestly, if it's like, well, let's watch a Van Damme flick. There are a couple more that I'm going to reach for before this one. But I can't figure out if it's because I have seen this movie entirely too much. But regardless, it's a freaking Van Damme movie. It's a blood sport. I, here's my list that I made. That, <laughs> There are many things that we would not have if it wasn't for this movie. We, it, I've said it before, we have tropes because of this. Now, Enter the Dragon, yes, you're right. There are movies like that from the 70s that set the stage and set the table, if you will. But this movie, it cut a lot of the fat out of that, and it gives you just what you want. A dude prancing around, kicking people in the face, or running from the <laughs> cops like a Mentos commercial. But this is the basis for Mortal Kombat. Tobias mm -hmm. and Boone have said that they wanted to make Bloodsport, but they wanted it to be meaner. And there are so many, like watching this now, this time, realizing that there are so much, there are so many little flourishes in the movie that you can see in Mortal Kombat that they really took. Mainly because it, one thing that I noticed was the integral, the integration of that synth arp. There's a mood where they use the little drum kit and they have an arpeggiated synth. And it's just like an old Reese bass that they're using, the old Moog synth that's just sitting there pummeling. It's this one, five, six rhythm that it's playing with just the simple drum beat in the background. But 
and it's not even any type of Asian or Oriental scale that doesn't exist. It's the chord progression of the one five six that be, that becomes the standard. You will hear that same refrain if you go and watch American Ninja, or if you go American Samurai, or like I said, there's a dozen other films that I can't even think of. Mortal Kombat, they do the same thing. If you play the Mortal Kombat arcade game, whenever you play Stage 1, the Shaolin Temple, the very first stage that you fight in, you'll hear that in the background. You'll hear that specific soundtrack, and it's that same rhythm. But then you've got other games like Bad Dudes, Renegade, Target Renegade, Double Dragon, Ninja Gaiden, the arcade beat 'em up, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, I already mentioned that, World Heroes, Pit Fighter, Eternal Champion, Streets of Rage, Final Fight. What game is not doesn't have something that it owes to Bloodsport? So yeah, I like it. <laughs> Bravo, good sir. Bravo. If you haven't it's one of those if you haven't seen this. You need to watch it. Anything after that, you know, you don't like it or whatever. That's fine. But you at least have to say you've seen it once. This movie is that important. Truly. Truly. (laughs) (laughs) As for me, I think it's pretty obvious how I feel about Bloodsport. (laughs) Yeah. Lump, lump, lump. (laughs) Don't tempt me. (laughs) <laughs> I gotta get an no, uppercut, I, aren't I? Uh, to the gooch, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally adore blood sport. You know, it's just it is oversaturated. I'll, I'll bring it. I'll give it that. I don't like watching it on TV because they just play it and then they there's really nothing to cut from blood sport, but they manage to do it anyway, and it just makes it stupid. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm if I'm, you know, feeling froggy and want to kick some ass, yeah, definitely throw in blood sport. <laughs> Kumite it out. Go on with your day. You feel you feel feel amazing. <laughs> Been single for a long time. Okay. <laughs> single combat. <laughs> oh, the only two lumps are Van Dam's butt cheeks. <laughs> the only lumps you're gonna find with this flick. That's right. Well, maybe three, depending on how long I look at those butt cheeks. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Bolo's pecs. Come on. Yeah. Like I said, it's like two VW Beetles perched on his chest. Just want some of that that cinnamon butter from Logan's put on those buttons. It's like the uh, the peck smash. You remember the episode of Red and Stimpy, Mad Dog Hulk, the killer Katugan, yes! and he <laughs> takes his pecs and just crushes his head with it. <laughs> On that note, uh, let's uh, find out where we can find a lot of our uh, panelists when they're not on Film Turks. Daniel, where can we find you? Oh my God, I'm losing track. You can find me. Just go to ObsidianRelicRecords.bandcamp. And okay. you'll find me or look up Film Jerks on Facebook. Fantastic. How about you, Carrie? You can find me on Facebook. Okay. And you, Angelique? Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, you can find me on Astro Radio Z, my segment, The Tub of Terror. And you can also find me on my new show, Paranormal Schlockdown. Yeah. <laughs> going through every single episode of Ghost Adventures and breaking them down, going through the evidence, cracking all the Zach rages, and starting with this upcoming episode, we're going to see what they do to Aaron. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> and you, Vaughn, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter under MP Massacre. Um, you can find me in the all the gimmicks uh, group, uh, being a little asshole. Uh, you can find me occasionally fucking up the uh, the vote on the uh, good old Film Jerks group page. And you can find me also on my podcast, Motion Picture Massacre, which is a cult and horror podcast. Um, it's just me talking for an hour or so. So fantastic! Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, you can find me. I am the Bowtie Critic, and also lately, I've been getting into the Twitch world. I've been doing. I've been twitching. No, I've been uh, live streaming. <laughs> Uh, under the name of Forsaken Ferret, Forsaken underscore Ferret. So <laughs> if you want to see me live stream some uh, games like Fallout 4 or ESO, which is uh, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, you can see me there on Twitch. So, ah, well, fantastic. I enjoyed having this wonderful discussion with all of you guys. Uh, just remember that we may not always be jerks to movies like Bloodsport, but when it comes to films... We don't jerk around. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised we got through that, actually. (laughs) Fantastic.